It's been less than two months since Jeff Sessions took the oath to become attorney general, and he's already presiding over a number of major changes covering law and order, voting rights, and immigration enforcement. This week, he ordered a sweeping review of dozens of civil rights agreements his Justice Department reached with, not his Justice Department, the Barack Obama Justice Department, rather, reached with local police departments. With us to talk about what some people are calling a seismic shift, seismic shift at the Justice Department is Ames Grauert. He's counsel in the Brennan Center's Justice Program. Uh, Ames, thanks for joining us. One thing Jeff Sessions said with this uh, announcement about the review of the, the agreements with police departments was, he said, quote, the misdeeds of individual bad actors should not impugn or undermine the legitimate and honorable work that law enforcement officers and agencies perform. Uh, it, it's hard to argue with that. What, what, what's, what, if anything, is wrong with what Jeff Sessions uh, is doing with this review? Well, sure. Well, first, thanks for having me on the show. I'm thrilled to be able to speak with you today. Um, so the one surprising thing that that comment brings up is uh, a couple – it originates in a comment Sessions made a couple weeks ago where he said that he thought uh, reviews begun by President Obama's Justice Department and implemented or in the process of implementation were based on anecdotal findings about individual police officers who had done bad things that didn't reflect on the department. Uh, like you say, I think anyone could agree that if, uh, if it's a single officer who's doing something wrong, that shouldn't be imputed to the broader department, but that's not what the Justice Department found. Uh, and Sessions has conceded he, he hasn't actually read many of these studies. He hasn't read the proposed consent decrees. Uh, what the reports of the Obama Justice Department found uh, and what these consent decrees are designed to address uh, are patterns and practices of abusive behavior by local police departments. Uh, in the case of the Baltimore uh, report that led to the pending Baltimore consent decree, uh, the Justice Department found a pattern and practice not isolated to a single officer of um, police officers engaging in unlawful stops and singling out members of communities of color. So how much of an impact do you think this review is going to have? Obviously, some of these agreements are already have already been approved by, by, by courts. Uh, can Jeff Sessions really change a whole lot? So I think today's hearing, uh, what, there was a hearing today in the Baltimore federal court to address the Baltimore consent decree is, is pretty illustrative of what we might see. Uh, Sessions had asked for a 90-day period to review the consent decree before a scheduled hearing in federal court. And the federal court said no and seems very skeptical of uh, his claims at the hearing today, that he wanted to more time to review it, that he was suspicious that the decree would be effective in addressing problems in the, in the community. So what we're seeing, I think, is what we, we should probably expect to see is that Sessions has some authority over um, consent decree negotiations, negotiations that are still ongoing, uh, certainly has authority over the oversight of existing decrees, but he might not be able to stop uh, processes that have already started, but he's going to try. How about in the way those agreements uh, are enforced? I mean, is there, uh, you know, a, a world in which he can be more lax than the, the Justice Department was under Barack Obama and essentially let, from from the standpoint of civil rights advocates, uh, let police departments go back to getting away with things they shouldn't get away with? I think that's true, and I think that's some cause for concern. If you look at the Baltimore Consent Decree and what some of these other decrees have set out, they, they, they either would or have already involved the DOJ in ongoing monitoring of police practices. Uh, some, of that, some of that can't be stopped, uh, but uh, as Attorney General, uh, Sessions can certainly have a, a say over when and how they'll get involved if they find some uh, breach of the agreement.
Okay, well, let me let, move on to, to other things. And actually, I'll let you pick. Where else do you see, you know, I sort of listed a number of things at the beginning where Jeff Sessions has has acted and make, made changes. Where else do you see him making an especially big impact in his first couple months? So one thing, one of the things that we worry about here is uh, if you listen to Attorney General Sessions, if you listen to the president, they They've tried to they've tried to drum up a, a narrative about rising crime in the United States. Now it's true that there's uh, crime has risen in some cities. Chicago uh, crime has gone up and gone down in other cities like Baltimore, in fact. Uh, but they seem convinced that there's a uh, there's some impending crime wave, and there's just no evidence to bear that out. And what worries me especially is the Justice Department seems convinced that the way to head off this crime wave is to pull back from police oversight, let police officers do what do whatever they want. Uh, and that actually, there's not really a whole lot of evidence for that, even among police officers. If you look at how uh, the police department in Baltimore spoke about this consent decree, uh, they're saying they actually want, they want the help of the federal government. They want the help of outsiders uh, in helping solve problems between the Baltimore police and their communities. And I think that's, that's an important point that you know, police rely on the communities they serve to help solve crimes. And if they don't have the trust of those communities, they, they can't do a good job at keeping crime down. So what, what worries me the most is this view from Sessions that um, there is a crime wave when there's not, and the way to take, keep it under control is to uh, not address tensions between police and communities, and that's just not so either. Let me uh, jump over to voting rights and voter ID laws. Uh, the Justice Department under under Sessions has pulled out of the, the uh, case against Texas over its voter ID law. Uh, you still have civil rights groups who are pressing cases like that. Uh, does it matter that the Justice Department is no longer, at least not as aggressively, uh, acting as a plaintiff in some of these cases? So I should raise one 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 thing with you. Uh, well, many of my colleagues work on voting rights. It's not my area of expertise, but I, I certainly agree with you. And this is something that we're monitoring in our own field. That uh, you know, the, the Justice Department is is the biggest plaintiff in the room. When the Justice Department steps in and says uh, we see something wrong with the situation, you know, heads turn. Uh, we actually saw this in criminal justice reform as well. Uh, several private plaintiffs have brought lawsuits against counties saying that. Uh, their way of handling bail led to um, people being locked up just because they were poor, not because they'd actually uh, committed a crime and been convicted of it. Uh, and the Justice Department actually stepped up. They weighed in. They filed briefs that said, you know, we agree with these third-party plaintiffs, and we think the county should address it. And, and in many cases, that's enough to just shut down, shut down the debate, where a county might say, well, we're going to take this to trial. We're going to litigate with anyone who says otherwise. Uh, the Justice Department chiming in really changes the perspective. Uh, without that big voice, without that presence, uh, it's definitely true that there might be some civil rights issues that get less attention than they deserve. Okay. I want to thank our guest, Ames Grauert. He's counsel in the Brennan Center's Justice Program, talking about the uh, first couple months of, uh, an eventful first couple months of Jeff Sessions' time as Attorney General. He is uh, certainly proving to be one of the most uh, influential of Donald Trump's uh, cabinet uh, officials. Uh, he's only been in office for two months. Uh, that's it for, for this edition of Bloomberg Law. We will be back tomorrow. Uh, no doubt talking about Neil Gorsuch again, who may get confirmed to the Supreme Court tomorrow. Uh, thanks to our technical, technical director, Chris Tricomi, and our producer, David Sutterman. You can find more legal news at BloombergLaw.com and BloombergBNA.com.